And now, another cup of... The London Fog. Welcome. Your favourite people have returned. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, guys. We are back. And here we are in 2021. We made it. We made it to 2021. It wasn't great, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, yeah 20, 2020 was a toughie. And let's be honest, the start of 2021 has been, you know, a little tricky, but uh, I still hold optimistic. You know what? We're starting out really optimistically because we're going to do an episode about food. And food is comforting to everyone. People love to eat. So I feel like, you know, this is, this means we're going to start off good. Because if you start off the year with good food, it means your year will be good. That's That's right. You know, (laughs) I feel like everybody puts a lot of pressure. We just got done with the holidays. There's a lot of eating, a lot of festivities. And then there is this push in January, which really sucks because January is my birthday. Um, And everybody's always like, I'm going to get healthy or I'm going to start saving money or I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. And I feel like I get a little skimped on my birthday Uh, (laughs) because everybody's (laughs) like, I don't want to go out to eat because I'm I'm on this diet or what have you. But the fact of the matter is, let's keep things in balance. (laughs) There have been some times, though, when you were on a diet on your birthday. (laughs) So. Oh, for sure. I mean, every I'm like anybody else, and in January, I'm all like, "No, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna eat healthy." But I have to say, on the day of my birth, I am always more than willing to eat some chocolate cake and and get down on something. Now, I won't probably like go hodgepodge like crazy, but especially if I'm like, "No, I'm really gonna like narrow in." Do you remember? Shoot, how many years ago was it now that we that you gave me like the gift of like let's get fit together, <laughs> and oh, we yeah. both started like a week before my birthday. That was probably the only time that I was... actually was taking it seriously. Yeah, that was a lot though. <laughs> it was really intense. I had just been broken up with uh, again by whomever, and I was like, no, I'm going to do this. And, you know, you're going through that depressive, I just been broken up. So revenge, I'm going to look amazing, but really all you're doing is not eating. And when you do eat, it's like the left sleeve of Oreo cookies, watching some like Bridget Jones diary or something. Um, I went on that diet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I think that, that birthday, I definitely was like, no, I'm, I'm not doing it. But after that, no, I, the, I need people to enjoy. You have a great birthday. Cause your birthday is like right before all of the holidays happen and mine's right after. And I feel like because the world gets brainwashed into believing that they have to be now a certain way, uh, you know, healthier, smarter, better, fiscally more responsible, whatever. I feel like I do get gypped. Yours is right before when people are all like, woo, festivities are about to start. Better start with Leah's birthday. (laughs) And actually, um, it's perfect because it's like after summer. So people have like kind of stopped caring. Like I feel like in the summer, everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's summer. I have to wear swimsuits. I have to like, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. But 
by the time it's fall, they're like, whatever, screw this. Yeah, there's like that that sweet spot because like end of September, beginning of October, everybody just has like now pumpkin spices on the mind and putting on a sweater. So everybody, I feel like health's mentality just shifts and it's just like, it's fine. It's so it's, it's better. Go and eat that cookie. Have that biscotti with your tea. Like, but now everybody's, you know, looking at me, uh, Steve and I are doing like a low carb diet. Steve wants to go keto. I don't think I can do it because I love carbs so much, but we've been doing lower carbs. I feel actually pretty good, but I, I think since like middle of December when he's all like beginning of the year, we're going to do this. I was like, sure. I don't care. But my birthday is like, I don't know, a safe spot. It's like that, that spot on Monopoly collect $200 and just like, we'll restart after that. But that day is my day. I'm going to be eating my food and enjoying my life because what else are you going to do on your birthday? Yeah, 30s. especially when like you can't <laughs> really do that much right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My sister, she texts me, bless her heart. Um, she's in San Antonio, so not too far away. She's like, what are you going to do on your birthday? I'm like, I think I may. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get an email or somebody will write us on Instagram being like, how could you? But I, th- I really want a massage. When was the last time that you got like a service done that I think the world is almost is like still a little like, why would you do such a thing? You know, it's still COVID and not everybody's vaccinated, but I really, really want so one. I actually did go get a massage, but <gasps> I don't it recommend marvelous? it. No? no. Well, this is, this is why, because I feel like I haven't had a problem with wearing a mask for anything. Like I've worn it working out. I've done like whatever. It's been fine. The one thing, though, is when you're laying face down in a massage table with a mask on, you cannot uh, breathe. Like This is a good point. That's the only time that I've been like, oh, masks, you cannot wear a mask for this. So yeah. I would wait until after to oh, really enjoy a okay. massage because it's like anything else you do, it's like, oh, maybe your mask is a little annoying or whatever, but it's like, who cares? You do it. Right. But like for that, it's like you can't really enjoy it because you're just really like, I can't breathe. <laughs> That's a good point. See, I'm looking for something to like treat yourself because I feel, I don't know, I'm sure the world, this, this episode will drop about a week after, you know, the U S has gone through some very odd and devastating, um, news and, and actions that I feel, I don't know about anybody else, but I just feel so tight. I feel so anxious in a way. You know what you should get to treat yourself? Okay. What should I do? Is, okay, give me something to like give well, me some. Okay, this is not like a treat yourself, but I feel like you can like spend the money that you would have on massage on this. Do you guys have like a Theragun massage gun? Uh, no, but I've seen them. They're like the hot thing. I think they, yeah. they're at and Costco I would right like, now. oh, these are so gimmicky. They're totally not going to help. These are stupid. That's what I thought. And then we got one. Well, like somebody gave one to my husband for Christmas because I was so against them that I wasn't going to spend the money. <laughs> but kind of now, pricey. yeah, but they're actually amazing. Okay, it's like easy for you to massage someone else because you don't actually have to like use your hand muscles. You can just like hold it and point mm-hmm. it on them. So it's like you don't mind giving each other massages because it's not actually that tiring. Okay, and then it actually really, really helps a lot. 
I'm very interested. I've seen, I've seen that and been interested. I had, um, used a friends and you know, it works really well. It's kind of the first time it almost like the first like 15 seconds. I'm like, I don't know if I'm enjoying this. Cause it's like punching me very hard, <laughs> but it ended up being wonderful. So I'm into that. I've also seen those like, okay, I'm not going to describe this great, but have you seen those back massagers that have like the really long, I'm going to call them like, I don't know, arm holes, like not to put your arms through, but you almost hold it like a towel, like wide. And then it has like the two little rotating knots. So you can like twist it any way you want. You can have it at like the low of your back, the high of your back. You can do it at like an angle with one high, one low. And it just like gets in there and massages your back. Like one of those chairs would, if you were getting like a pedicure. Have you oh, seen those? I have not seen it, but I agree <sighs> that you should get one. They're amazing and they're not that pricey. I've seen them on like Amazon for less than a hundred bucks. So that's definitely up there. So maybe I'll just suffice, (laughs) but it would be really nice to go someplace with some aromatherapy. I mean, I want the whole nine yards. I need the Zen. I'm just, it's going to be as much as I can in this COVID world, going to just treat myself, treat myself nicely. That's also a goal of 2021. Hasn't been going great thus far, but you know what? We're only a few days into the new year. It can get better, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, we got time. All right. All right. So, birthdays on, out of the way. Yes. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> cut awkward to, silence. Well, no, I was trying. I was trying to remember like who went first last time. Oh, I just, yeah. I don't good know. point. Well, I think on the recording, because last we did our Christmas story recording, and I think mine was first. Okay. I think I put it on there first. Okay. So I'm going to say it's your turn to go first. That sounds right. Okay. So this week we're talking about food. Mm, So Comfort food of Britain. So over the holidays – I ate a lot of shortbread. Um, Ooh, the I reason love shortbread. for this is I went to World Market. There were tons of, like, you know, they I, they sell stuff from all over the world. But in particular, they sell tins of shortbread, and members of the royal family are on them. So I then I was it. like, oh, well, obviously I have to collect all these tins. I don't know what I'm going to use them for, but I need them. Obviously. Um, which ended up with me having a lot of shortbread. Plus, um, the new Netflix show Bridgerton came out, and I was like, well, they're, you know, British, so I should eat shortbread while I watch this show. Oh, my gosh. Okay, can um, we put a pin in this just for a second? Bridgerton. I've watched, okay, a grand whopping one episode. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, I just feel like I shouldn't because say anything because most of the world has not read the books. True. Um, and so but I I've probably read each book like ten times. So okay. I just feel like I've been reading that series for so long that I'm gonna have that I have like issues with it that nobody else will. But if I hadn't read the books, I would love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So I already, I have a feeling I have an idea for our next episode. I would love to do, I would love for you to talk about it from the book standpoint, because I haven't read them. So I think I'm, I'm enjoying it from a completely different standpoint, probably like 95% of the rest of the world because I haven't read this book, but I would love, yes, I would love your perspective. Well, I'll figure out mine. Since you haven't watched it yet, 
Yeah, I haven't um, watched it all. Just an episode. I had some other things I was wrapping up, and I know it just came out on Christmas, so I've watched one episode. Okay. I just have to say this because I don't know how you watch shows. For me, when I watch shows like that, I like if there's like a long sex scene or whatever, I'm not that into it. So I like fast forward. Um, yeah. So just to warn <laughs> you, like there's a very, very important plot point in one of the very long sex scenes. So like you actually have to watch them. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Okay. I mean, I totally get it. Like I watched the first episode and all of a sudden, I mean, I've seen Game of, Game of Thrones, which is practically pornography at times. And so <laughs> at the very beginning, I see this, I, of course, like, that's not why you watch it. You watch it for the story, but the exact same problem every so often, there is like something that is so crucial to the story that you you miss it because it was during one of those sex scenes and then you're yeah, like what you're happened like, that's when you're like oh i'll get up and get a drink or whatever like yeah. you just assume it's Fast not forward. important yeah yeah that's why i was warning you because otherwise okay. you'll miss it because you'll I wish it's you like was... a really long scene so you'll totally be oh, like oh time okay. to go to the bathroom but you can't yeah i would love to like I don't know. I'm not really into it. All I was, all of a sudden, I was like, "This is a lot of skin," but that's you know neither here nor there. But um, we'll we'll buckle in. So there, there's our little Bridgerton disclaimer. But yes, if anybody would love to hear Leah's point of view about Bridgerton from like the book to the show standpoint, email us, uh, Instagram DM us because I think that that would be fascinating. I would love to hear it. But back to your shortbread because that's where this was coming from. But you brought up yes. Bridgerton and I knew I wanted to talk to you about it. But shortbread. Yes. Shortbread. Shortbread is amazing. Um, I'll just explain how you make it really fast so you know. So it's a traditional Scottish biscuit, but I feel like it's also like just UK, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it's one part sugar, two parts butter, three parts flour. Like that's mm. all it is. So like, of course, it's amazing. Um, yes. So shortbread was kind of started from um, in the medieval times. There was this thing called biscuit bread, um, which basically was like if you're like making bread or whatever, you would have like leftover pieces of um, like your cooking stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, like the leftover flour, you know, like when you're like kneading your dough, you have leftover flour that you had and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they would like put it all together and then they would um, bake it so that you weren't wasting anything. And it would be this like really hard piece of bread. Um, and so they would try to like sweeten it and dust it with sugar. So eventually um, – people started to like instead of putting like yeast in it when they would get the leftover flour stuff they would do butter um which would make it like obviously way more delicious um yeah (laughs) but it made it more crumbly so that's why they started calling it shortbread because it's like um the word short used to mean like uh crumbly i don't know that's yeah like back in the day like you know how like usually when you bake it you bake with like shortening is like the fat because that Mm -hmm. like gives it that crumbly texture um so yeah so the so part of the reason it's like more scottish than british is because i guess the british were a little bit more um influenced by other areas with their cooking because like the romans made it into britain but they didn't make it all the way into scotland and like 
you know, the royal family was in Britain. So like they were bringing in like French influences and everything. But like the Scottish were not really that influenced until Mm -hmm. Mary, Queen of Scots. And she loved shortbread. Um, So people kind of like attribute it to her because she had French chefs who kind of it's like she liked to have her traditional Scottish food, but she had like her French chefs who would take the time to perfect it. So it's like shortbread was good, but there wasn't like a particular recipe or whatever because people were just like making it at home with their leftover scraps. But then like her French chefs made it an actual like recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, and also then you kind of get why it's so rich, right? Like French chefs. There is – one lady who named Mrs. McClintock, who she is the first person who printed a recipe. So it's a little bit like, Ooh. was it her? Was it Mary Queen of Scots? We don't know. <laughs> but right. I mean, I feel like maybe we should attribute it to Mrs. McClintock, but a lot, most people attribute it to Mary Queen of Scots. So um, what happened was she loved it and it kind of became a thing that you would serve with tea. Um, which makes sense because, like, people had, like, the French were having, like, cookies with their coffee, biscotti, you know. So it's kind of like, I don't know, the tea version of biscotti, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so uh, I'm trying to, like, decide what else we need to talk about. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's so shortbread because of how crumbly it is. So like over the years, like it used to just straight be like butter, flour, sugar. Yeah. Um, over the years, people have gotten a little bit fancier with it, like flavoring it with um, like different, like puppy seed or lavender or whatever. But still for the most part, people just do like the traditional, um, very, very traditional. It was shaped like circles. And then you would uh, cut it into triangles like pie shaped. Um, that's the most traditional. But now people do molds of whatever. Like the mm-hmm. ones that I have been eating are shaped like the Union Jack. <laughs> and so cute. Yes, Leah I'll sent go. me this picture of her little tins and her Union Jack. Little biscotti, uh, not biscotti, shortbreads. Oh my goodness. So good. So cute. I'll post a picture on our Instagram. They're the best. I think you should. Yes. Um, but anyway, I mean, I guess that's kind of all there is to say about shortbread. So this is a short episode. Um, good. But- We're just doing comfy, cozy things. And I have to say shortbread is one of my favorites from this standpoint of it's like it's flaky and definitely buttery. It just melts in your mouth, but it's not overly sweet. So it's like a perfect pairing for just like, if you just need a little something to like get over that sweet tooth feeling or have with like a cup of cocoa or tea or whatever, like so good. Yeah. And it used to be, well, I guess it still kind of is, but like pretty associated with like Christmas, New Year's, weddings, um, because it had so much butter so it became a luxury um so that's why you end up seeing it in stores a lot around christmas time it's also a tradition to break a shortbread oh like a cake of shortbread over the head of a new bride when she goes into her new house no 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 i don't don't want those crumbs in my hair 
I, I, wish, I was just going to say, I wish I had been there after your wedding <laughs> so that I could break some shortbread <laughs> over your Break head. a cookie over my head. No thanks. Especially because like no one else would know what was happening and they'd be like, why is Leah ruining your hair? <laughs> yeah, no. Not for me. Uh, <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. I also did something – or I just want to make sure you're done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. Okay. I mean, we can talk about how delicious shortbread is for years. We could for we quite won't. quite a while, um, especially when they add just like a little bit of like orange zest into it. Yes, please. Sign me up. But I'm doing something also as equally comforting, though probably not on the sweet spectrum, but I just – I. Had I was researching, I guess I'm always looking for something so funky, but I kind of wanted to go pretty traditional. So this is a full English breakfast, which I believe Leah has covered, right? Once upon a time? Yeah, once upon a time, I think. Well, so did I? I? I was trying to remember. I went back into our episodes, and I know that you did a breakfast food because I know that, and I think it was a part of the Bubble and Squeak episode. But you kind of talked a little bit about English yeah. breakfast at well, that let's time. Let's talk about it more because more people should be eating English breakfast, except for actually not because I don't like the tomatoes. I don't like the beans. But you know what? Let's just talk about it. I know. Let's. <laughs> so I'm going to explain. There are a lot of things that you're like, why Why is this here? But the, the root of it is it's kind of created what breakfast is, I would say, in our Western society. So a full English breakfast the usual like basic accompaniments of of your plate are bacon, fried egg, sausage, mushrooms, baked beans and toast, grilled tomato and usually served with tea and or coffee cuz but that's like a very late addition. They've only like started to have like coffee a part of it maybe in the last like 50 years. It's always been with tea before. So. But see, the thing that I don't like, the baked beans. Everything else is great. Why baked beans? Please share. <laughs> you know, and I think it's because it's a – the full English breakfast started out as like a poor man's food uh, to keep servants kind of going at the beginning of the day, which I have to be honest, if I had this big and full of a breakfast, I would definitely be probably more energized than I am with like – the scrap of toast or the <laughs> lack of anything I have. Uh, so I ate a piece of shortbread for breakfast. <laughs> mm, good choice. Cookies, cold pizza. Like I can find, you know, many a thing that is not a breakfast food to eat for breakfast, mm -hmm. but it was first just started to kind of feed servants. And I think because beans were all have always been kind of a cheap commodity. Um, I think it was just kind of used to be more of a filler. Mm. And so baked beans, like beans on toast is a real big English tradition, something that I don't fully understand. I think I would get if I was like at a posh place for breakfast or brunch and somebody was actually making their baked beans. But the well, only baked beans I've had while in England have been like from a tin, from a can, um, baked beans, which is, but that's, that's where I'm going. Like, it's like, exactly. the little, yeah. Ugh. But speaking of, which I don't understand though, 
Yes. So I was thinking, so I've always thought it was weird and I was like, ew, beans. But then I was thinking about this the other day actually and I was like, wait, um, living in Texas, I always had like Tex-Mex breakfast, which always had black beans. Like yes. why do I feel like why do I feel like baked beans are worse than that? Like I, I don't think black beans in my breakfast is weird. I you think know? because, and this is uh, another thing, all of these things are all on the exact same plate, right? And I mean, uh, to me, anybody would be like, of course, it's a plate of breakfast. But for some reason, just putting beans straight down next to my eggs kind of gives me a little bit of the, not heebie-jeebies because I'm sure it's delicious, um, obviously, because it's like a world, it's a dish that has now been taken and changed by every other kind of regional culture, culture. But I don't, I don't, for me, yeah, when you're in Texas, they put your black beans in that cup and serve it like right next to your side of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Where right here in Britain, they just slap it on down. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty pretty good. Uh, I've had it a few times. I love that they give you both the option of sausage and bacon on the same plate. Who doesn't love that? And of course, like it's very important that that bacon be crispy. Very Mm. important. Yeah. Um, so I think it's funny that some, there's different phrases for this breakfast. There's the full English, um, or, you know, full English breakfast, or they call it uh, often a full Monty, which um, <laughs> denotes everything on the plate. Uh, so that's our very basic, like, beginnings. But then came along blood pudding. Oh, and oh. so we put Sorry. that on the plate. And so that's a little bit more of what I want to get into because I've, I've had it. I've had both uh, black pudding and white pudding. And for a long time, I was like, why is it even called a pudding? I don't understand. But really, a pudding is anything that absorbs anything else. And it once again, it is just a poor man's food. So usually, this is the thing that was like surprising to me because I thought black pudding or white pudding or any pudding on, on your breakfast plate was meat related, right? I thought it was kind of like a sausage, wrong. Mm -hmm. There is no meat in a pudding. So it is specifically, we take pork fat or beef suet. So you've probably seen it on like the great British baking show, kind of the little pellets of fat. We'd use probably lard here in the States, but it's just that fat. And then almost like a cereal, which is usually like oatmeal, oat groats, or barley, you know, and then it's tossed all together and chopped up really fine. They may add a little bit of of seasoning to it, but not tons. Because to be honest, I found that it doesn't have loads, loads of taste. They do add spice to give it some, maybe a little bit of like thyme or marjoram. But then to make the differentiating between being a white or a black pudding is when they may add the um, like pork blood. Now it can be anything from like sheep or goat or cow, but mostly it's been cow or sheep. Though in our modern society, we use more pork blood. 
So the more the re- you talk, the more gross out I'm getting. It, it, it's <laughs> a little intense because they just take that cereal mixture and then they pour blood over the top of it. Once again, it's because it's a poor man's food. And let's take it back. Puddings started about, they think, around the 15th century in England. And uh, you might have slaughtered an animal and the meat would probably go to the Lord or owner of the land, most of it, you might be able to keep a portion of it, but the blood was always free. So, and it would have to be drained Ooh, before I'm it so was glad given. The blood is free. Yeah. <laughs> so free blood. Um, and so they would take that blood and wouldn't want it to go to waste. This was during a different time. Obviously you used every part of the animal. So it was linked in the intestines uh, to make that like a little bit of like a crunchy uh, casing. Now we use, you know, synthetic. Mm-hmm. And they would just make like their cereal mixture, chop it up and then add the blood. It would add a lot of iron and it would add actual like flavor and taste to it. And so we started to see them more and more and they just got become became more popular even where nobility would ask for some of the black pudding white pudding was only really brought around probably in the 19th century when people are all like probably Leah and I going, I don't know if I just want to eat bloody, um, breakfast cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really thought there had always been meat in it, but there's not. Uh, so yeah, so they would just take these casings, they, they cook them up kind of fry them in the pan. But for the most part, when you get it, I was always so curious, why is it so crumbly? And it's just because they would use some of the the meat fat to help bind it, but it's not a great binder. Like oatmeal absorbs a lot, but actually like adding fat to it. If you've ever tried to put butter or oil or something into oatmeal, it only can take so much. So it's a very crumbly has a decent flavor, but it's not obviously my favorite, but yeah, a lot of lower class loved it because it was, um, a great source of protein from all of the blood in it had really high zinc and iron. And, um, you know, when you're eating it with your beans and everything else, it's a low carbohydrate. So it really just (laughs) balances you out. Perfect balanced breakfast. Right? So we we took it from there. Now it seems like every other um, region has their their own. We have Scotland that kind of takes a twist on this. We have Ireland. So you can get like a full Scottish. You can get a full uh, Irish. And there's just a little difference in variations. But it definitely made its way over to the States where we have like that fried eggs and bacon and like pancakes on the side or something like it just was all based off this breakfast. So I thought we could talk about wonderful, comforting breakfast foods. And if you're not eating your breakfast, <laughs> get to it because it's very important. That's your health advice in 2021. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. And that is all. That is our our food interests and, and weird stuff that the British eat that maybe we should eat more of. I know I'm definitely – you've inspired me. I feel like I should add shortbread back to my my diet, my low carb diet. You should actually. You should try to make it. <laughs> oh, I did. I made some. I, I Christmas time. I think my first batch I over baked because it was exceptionally dry. Mm. Um, 
Second one turned out better, but it's definitely, I know it's like, quote, easy, but I think there's like refinement in getting that, you know, parts, all the parts equal. I know there's a lot of recipes out there now that are supposed to help, but it really should be one of these things, as you said, just having like the equal parts of everything, the the ratio down. So I'm going to try to do that. That way when I'm old, I'm like really cool and can just like whip up shortbread. Yeah. No, Goals. I agree. That's a good goal. It really is. <laughs> we'll add that to 2021. Um, okay, guys. I guess that's that's it for today, right? That's it. That's what we have. So, what, but it is know, a new year. It and is. We're excited to to share it with you. So please email us. Send us your requests, your interests. We, uh, you can email us at londonfogpodcast at gmail.com or you mm-hmm. can find us on the, uh, on that Instagram, you know, which is yes. the London Fog Podcast. If only everything were the same. Anyway. <laughs> it's true. Be wonderful. But for some reason, someone already had the London Fog Podcast at gmail.com. I have looked them up. We've talked about this multiple times. They made two episodes. We're way ahead of them. Yeah. They, they need to just relinquish the ownership. <laughs> agreed. Definitely agreed. But we'll see what we can do. Um, but for now, you know how to contact us. So we hope to hear from somebody. If you've got ideas we want to talk about, let us know. <laughs> yeah. And wishing you a happy 2021. And can't wait to hear from you all. Cheers. Cheers, guys.